everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of WTOC's Tracking the Vaccine podcast. I'm digital anchor and producer Jake Wallace. Today is the first day in Georgia and South Carolina. Teachers, school staff, and daycare workers are eligible to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. It's something many in both states have been calling for. The Coastal Health District, which serves eight counties in coastal Georgia, will offer several vaccine clinics for teachers and school staff throughout Chatham County this weekend, March 13th and 14th. In addition, many school districts in Southeast Georgia and the Low Country have made or are making plans to get their educators and staff vaccinated in the near future. One of those districts is the Savannah Chatham County School System, who will hold their first vaccination effort on March 9th. In this episode, I speak with Chatham County Schools District Nursing Administrator Lisa Wilson about the undertaking of helping to get staff vaccinated, how the system's nurses prepared for this point, and more. Here's my interview with Chatham County Schools District Nursing Administrator Lisa Wilson. All right, joined by Lisa Wilson. You are the District Nursing Administrator for Chatham County Schools and uh, a big week upcoming for educators and school staff in the state of Georgia, as you guys will um, moving into eligibility for the COVID vaccine here in the state of Georgia and Savannah Chatham County Schools already has their first vaccine clinic scheduled for educators. That's happening uh, March 9th. We're recording this uh, a few days before, but Lisa, I'll just get your, your reaction. What was, what did you hear from teachers, staff? What was your reaction when Governor Kemp made that announcement that Teachers were going to be eligible, and this is when it was happening, March 8th. I think the first reaction, the most predominant reaction that I heard was excitement. Gratefulness was also a part of our conversations. Teachers were anxious early on to be included in the phase rollout, and as we continue to to work through phase 1A, we had increasing numbers of questions as to when teachers might be considered, especially when we, you know, we're bringing students back into the, um, the, the school site. So when the announcement was made, I received a number of calls, a number of emails, almost within the hour asking, when can we expect to have a clinic? How will we sign up? How will we register? And there are a lot of factors that had to be considered before we could start giving those answers. So it took a little bit before we could give you know, solid answers. But at this point, we have several clinics that we have organized for SCCPSS staff members next week. We are also working um, with our Department of Public Health and a number of community partners to organize events at those locations as well. So we understand there will be a lot of opportunities. We understand there's a lot of interest and we're just excited to be a part of it. I was going to ask kind of what is this undertaking like? I mean, there are a couple thousand employees for for Savannah Chatham County Schools, many of them becoming eligible all at one time. You mentioned working with the Coastal Health District of the Department of Public Health and Governor Kemp and, and Dr. Kathleen Toomey kind of put it on the school districts. Hey, make a plan, be ready. This is a big undertaking for you guys though, correct? It is a huge undertaking. And I would say the word unprecedented comes to mind when the COVID, I guess that the, when we realized that COVID was not going away 
and we began to anticipate that its effects were going to extend far into the year 2020. We actually began making plans then for how will this look if a vaccine is developed? And we followed the CDC and we followed the science and we watched as things you know, fell into place. And as we saw the science change, we began to organize a plan among our departments for how, how can we move forward when this becomes a reality? We began seeing that there were vaccines being developed. We began seeing that they were in the testing phase. And so throughout these months, prior to this, we were looking at how can we organize sites? What can we do? Who can help us with this? Who might be our primary stakeholders? How can we solidify our partnerships with new stakeholders so that when the time comes, we are able to open this opportunity up to as many people as possible? For me personally, it's also been very emotional to know that I am working through and leading with the assistance of, you know, our team, an entire district through a national or, or, or a global pandemic situation. I talk to our nurses a lot about um, reframing events and situations that happen on a day-to-day -day basis. And this has been a prime opportunity for us to reframe what is going on in our world as school nurses we have worked really hard on embracing the idea that it's not that we have to work during the pandemic. It's actually that we get to work during the pandemic. We get to be a part of history. We get to participate in planning these events. We get to have the opportunity to literally change and possibly save a life along with other frontline personnel and nurses and healthcare professionals. So it's an unprecedented opportunity. It is unlike anything I've ever experienced in my 34 years of nursing. And at the end of the day, I would say it's very emotional to recognize that, um, that I'm getting to be a part of it and that we're leading a team that has done an amazing job and they are also getting to be a part of it as well. So Lisa, this is not really what a day-to-day -day kind of job is for the school nursing staff is, is putting on clinics like this and and your your roles i imagine have changed a great deal not being necessarily in school doing what you are i guess trained to do typically how much has that helped in kind of preparing for these clinics and what has gone on in trying to get your staff prepared and ready for events like these clinics you're putting on so as school nurses, our primary role is to care for our students that are on site. With the onset of COVID, our role, our role um, did almost a complete 360 turnaround. We were suddenly thrust into a different light. We had different responsibilities. We had different roles. We have nurses that are assisting with screenings. We have nurses that are working with our adult population. We have nurses that are working in learning centers. We, along with every other member of the Savannah Chatham County Public School System, have had to um, take a step back and readjust and look at this as an opportunity for both personal and professional growth. So our nurses have been working very hard to adapt to this change. We've worked with um, Department of 
public health. We have worked with one of our larger hospitals. We've also worked with our professional organization to ensure that we are trained and ready. Our nurses have um, all been uh, trained in the John Hopkins um, contact tracing process. We have all uh, been trained in the easy IZ immunization vaccine administration process. And many of our nurses have participated in an actual hands-on clinic with one of our larger hospitals, going to the hospital, actually taking part in active classes so that we are comfortable and competent in our ability to administer this vaccine. It's not that we can't give shots. We're all nurses, we're all licensed, we can give shots, but it is that we are not giving vaccines on a day-to-day -day basis. And when we walk into a clinic and we come to help supplement vaccination activities and events, we want those persons who are bringing us in to know we stand ready to support our community members in whatever way we can. And for that reason, we have been working hard to make sure that we are trained and ready um, to begin and continue the process for as long as it takes. This, this first vaccine clinic on, on March 9th, you guys have had some previous ones for um, folks at the, in the school system that were eligible previously. Tell me about what you kind of learned from those events, taking these into what I'm sure are going to be a little bit larger of a scale. So what we've learned is that there is a trend of hesitancy that permeates all, all you know, levels within the school system. And that fall, falls within the trend that we're seeing um, nationally and internationally, actually. And so what we've learned primarily is that we really need to focus on education. We really need to encourage our employees to read about the vaccine, to learn about the vaccine, to ask questions about the vaccine, and to do all of those things through reliable sources. We utilize resources from the CDC and from the Department of Public Health. And when we reference situations, concerns, and questions and answer those about the vaccine, we go back to the science. So, for us, it's been a learning process. We've been able to step back and see what we've done well and what we can do better. And what we've learned that we have done well is provide um, opportunities, um, safe places for people to go and be vaccinated. Um, what we can do better is encourage and increase our education efforts and our advocacy process. What kind of, of numbers are you seeing hesitancy wise? How many, you know, there, there's thousands of employees obviously, but is it, a, is it a number that surprised you and maybe how many folks have, have said, no, I don't want it right now? It, it doesn't really surprise me given that there is so much unrest and distrust um, really in our nation as a whole for a number of different issues. But, um, you know, we are talking about, a pandemic that started in March with this is mostly affecting this population, which now has permeated, you know, children, young adults, older adults, our elderly. And so what originally was thought to be the case with COVID has changed and it's changing almost weekly. We're getting updates from the CDC, you know, our initial guidelines for quarantining 
has changed. And so now we don't only, you know, we not only have one opportunity for quarantine, we have a, another opportunity that, that you can use or another manner in which you can quarantine the days according to if you were symptomatic or not symptomatic. There are just so many factors to consider. And, um, you know, I think that's been something that we've, we've really been challenged with. Is, is adjusting to the, the rapid changes in the science and getting this information out in a manner that says, you know, it's not that we gave you incorrect information to start with, we gave you what the science reflected. But then when the science changed and the guidelines changed, then we, you know, have given you that as well. You mentioned that hesitancy, and we're seeing some of that kind of throughout the state and through the nation. You mentioned from, from teachers and school staff now that a lot of states are starting to get there. Did you see some of the same trends in terms of school nurses, the school health staff in Chatham County? Of course. We've, we've seen the hesitancy trend among all of our, all of our staff members. There is, um, again, I think we go back to where we are in our world and our need to, to see and do and prove and have things definitive in some cases, you know, before we move forward. And, and there are those that say, you know, I would like to wait and see what it looks like six months from now. I would like to see what the numbers are reflecting six months from now. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. A general vaccination process can take, you know, several years. So we have an emergency authorized usage vaccine that came out, you know, within months and, and, and it would be only natural to have that hesitancy. It, it's completely expected. I was surprised a bit that it ran about 50%. Um, in all, in, you know, in all areas, it's healthcare workers included, but um, we are seeing the numbers start to change. We hope that's a result of those that are being vaccinated, and we will continue to offer clinics and education, you know, as we can. And you guys do have some some teachers and some staff in your system that have already been vaccinated. I think I read about 500 teachers were, were vaccinated in previous events through earlier eligibility. What did you see from them um, during those events, after those events, after they were vaccinated? What did you hear from them? So, so just to be clear, that number reflects the number of persons that were in phase 1A. So the, the clinic that we initially had was for our 65-year-old and older population and the caregivers of that population. So um, our teachers will be eligible for the vaccine beginning next week. But what we've seen from the persons that we vaccinated, again, goes um, back to my original statement of a sense of gratefulness. You know, we anticipated that there would be some side effects. Obviously, the science reflected that that could be a possibility. We educated um, our personnel when they came in. We told them what to expect. And, um, and we have fallen within, you know, the, the science that we expected, if that makes sense, you know. No, it does. And I'm sure it can be a little helpful in those education um, efforts to, to already have done some events, to already have some folks that, that work in the school system that have been vaccinated? How much are you kind of leaning on them and, and, and I don't want to say using them, but pointing to them as examples as you try to, through those education efforts? In all fairness, we don't necessarily point them out or identify them. We hope that they will share that information and that others will be able to speak to them and talk to them and have conversations with them that will help them to feel more comfortable. 
for our nursing team. Many of our nurses did receive the vaccine. Many of our nurses are openly and willing to have conversations with their staff about the vaccine. And that's mostly the way that we're going with this. The, the conversations, we're hoping that those that have had the vaccine will share that willingly. Understood, understood. Uh, Savannah Chatham County Schools recently just went back to hybrid learning. And one, one thing kind of going off the vaccine here for a minute, we do have allergy season approaching in, in Southeast Georgia. We've already had pollen on the cars. It's, it's been out, uh, out and about early on. We've noticed that the COVID-19 share many similar symptoms with typical allergy sufferers. As Chatham County goes back to hybrid learning, especially for parents of children in hybrid learning, what advice would you have for those parents as kids are going to probably start getting the sniffles, we're going to start seeing some itchy eyes and, and everything else that comes along with allergies. What are, what's your advice to those parents who maybe have children in the hybrid learning in Savannah Chatham County Schools? Our advice for allergy season would run parallel to the advice that we gave during flu season. And that is to monitor your students, um, monitor yourself, monitor your family members for symptoms that would not be considered usual. If you have a new symptom that could possibly be an allergy, could also possibly be COVID, you want to monitor that student and follow up with the child's physician. Lisa, I appreciate the time. Any final comments you want to make? What's, what's your advice as we are hopefully nearing the end of this pandemic? What's, what's the statement that you're giving everybody at this point? Stay strong. Stay strong and know that we are moving forward. I would like to um, recognize healthcare professionals at all levels and all entities who have been on the literal front lines from March until now. We recognize compassion fatigue is real. We recognize the need, um, you know, to take care of ourselves and help take care of others. And I just want to say that as school nurses, we appreciate the opportunity to be in the community. We've gone, we've sent 10 teams into the community already to assist with vaccinations. We will be vaccinating in all of the clinics that we sponsor moving forward. And we take this role, um, we, we consider this role an honor to serve beside those nurses that haven't had a break, that have been consistently dealing with COVID day in and day out and witnessing all that that entails. And we just want to honor them and, and are appreciative of the opportunity to help them. My last statement I would say is that Please remember that if you receive the vaccine, that does not give uh, any of us, if anyone receives a vaccine, that is not an open invitation to stop wearing masks, stop washing our hands, stop social distancing or limiting our time with others. Those things remain in place and those will be key parts of our being able to mitigate the spread of COVID-19. So good luck, get your vaccines and uh, stay well and of all things, uh, and most importantly, stay strong. Thank you so much, Jake, for letting me be a part of this this morning. Lisa, thank you for your time. Thanks for your expertise. Thanks for, to what you and your staff are doing. It is certainly appreciated. Lisa, thanks. Thank you. Thanks to Lisa for her time. You can keep up with the latest news and information on the coronavirus and COVID-19 vaccine every night on The News and all the time at WTOC.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay healthy, and we'll talk to you again soon.